Fire away. It seemed like this was one of those nights you talk about uh, scoring off your defense, yeah. especially in the first half. Yeah, I was just talking to uh, the folks back in the Pac-12 uh, studio in San Francisco, and you know Richard Jefferson asked the question, and he thought uh, he thought that we fueled our defense by making shots. Uh, and I think that there's always some type of correlation. You know, I thought the other night, even after I looked back at the Washington tape, we weren't bad defensively. But it's really hard when you don't see the ball, you know, going in the basket. And tonight, uh, I, we set our mind. I think we did a good job defensively, without a doubt. You know, there were far few fewer errors. Uh, you know, we did get give up far too many offensive rebounds. I think nine offensive rebounds in the first half. They rebounded. 40 some percent of their misses um you know and and but overall we graded out real well and then we were able to get out and transition as you watched it's you know it's fun and uh it's less of a grind and um when we do that we don't turn the ball over that's been the key i think Kurt is is playing some defense and not turning the ball over and we still had i'd say probably five passes that are it's really kind of hard stuff to coach when you think about passes the guys and it's just a bobbled you know, whether you're taking the eyes off it or you don't have your hands ready, you're not in a stance, not meeting passes, but um, that's going to be an Achilles heel, maybe not in a game like tonight. But it was a, it was a good performance uh, with the exception of looking, I think, at that turnover uh, margin. You, you had a couple different stretches in the first half where you held Washington State without a basket for like five minutes and then went without a point at all for like six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, how critical were those particular stretches and, and what did you do right defensively as a team in those stretches? Yeah, you talk about, you know, we talk about kills where you get uh, multiple stops in a row and Coach Jones keeps track of those. And, you know, you just don't have to be, um, you really don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that um, you you don't put any pressure on your offense when you're getting those kind of stops. And I, you know, I've really, it's been key for us to rebound the ball and get out and push the ball. And we, you know, made it, I think, seven threes in the first half. And every game has those storylines, you know, and when you can, you can put a, a goose egg on the board in terms of your defense, it doesn't put as much pressure on you offensively. I thought the crowd got involved. You know, and even looking back in the Washington game, it's 47-43 second half, and we get a great look, and Booth takes a mid-range jump shot that goes down inside the basket. I actually watched it in slow motion. I didn't know how physics would allow a ball to actually be completely below the rim at one point on the freeze frame, and then the ball came out. Um, They go down and score. Uh, We come down and turn it over, and they go down and score. And so you have, you know, those four-point swings that you talk about. I think in any game you can look back at those key stretches, and obviously you can have a number of those swings when you're pitching a shutout. And uh, and our guys need to understand that. We can't be a team that depends on seeing the ball go in the basket in order to get energy to play defense. And uh, that's not just this team. That's any team that defense wins some championships, and um, we've got to just keep building. We've got to have a big week defensively. Colorado's got a lot of firepower, and two rested teams coming in will have eight days between games. So uh, it's important that we keep building on it. When you have a 20-point lead at half, how do you keep that intensity up coming into the second half and really not giving up the lead the entire game? Well, it's that's always a challenge. You know, I've always just – 
said it simply that you you respect the game and you keep grinding. This team needs to, you know, the next possession, regardless of score. If you're down, if you're up, if it's tied, that's how you, I think you build some habits is that you come out and you approach whatever it takes to try to win that next possession. And we did a nice job of that until about the 10-minute mark left in the game. And then we got real sloppy with, again, throwing the ball around. Uh, giving up open looks, not following the game plan. And the second that happens, boom, there's your experience. And, and for some of our young kids, I think that's important that they realize that. You've got you've to experience those swings and the importance at this level, uh, you know, in our conference, certainly. You can't put your guard down for one minute. Momentum's huge. Yeah, witness Arizona State game for us where we're down 17. And, you, you know, you're always in a game. you got to keep grinding. So I think that's the lesson that you, you talk to your guys about. Uh, it's it's much more short term. We always talk about the ten four minute segments in a game, and you try to win the next four minutes, regardless of what the score is. And we mentioned that at halftime. Washington State played a game against uh, New Mexico State, and they were down twenty some points. And New Mexico State needed to hit a shot at the buzzer to win. So you know that was a little example of how this team they've got some firepower and they play a little looser uh, and get out push the ball. So that was something you know that a previous team experienced and we were hoping that we didn't put ourselves in that bind you, you've got a week coming up off coming up yeah your next game against Colorado uh, obviously this team went through that situation a couple times in the preseason having those weeks off are there things that you take from what you learned in the preseason in that similar situation that can apply to prepping for the Buffaloes well, I, you know, I think in the preseason, um, though we had so many things to work on internally, um, you know, things and really fundamental things that we're still working on to build some habits. There's a lot been a lot of teaching with this squad. And so that time is a little bit different. Now, some of that basic stuff is in, and I'd like to be able to tinker a little bit and move into a little more advanced phase. Uh, this isn't as much of a concern because both teams will have the same amount of time off. I mean, you know, we might have had a week off, but the team we played played two nights earlier. And so you get always it's a little bit of a quandary with how much time you take off, how much do you grind, um, you know. And But I think overall we, we're in a position where I think we in those weeks off we can probably run, uh, scrimmage a little bit more and play live basketball back in the preseason when we had those weeks off it was kind of like training camp with a lot of drill drill work and then when you do that I think if you're allowed to play some scrimmage basketball that does replace a game in a certain respect you know you can get out and kind of keep the pipes cleared out and not deal with maybe being rusty when you come back you had six double figure scorers and and the three freshmen combined for 40 points do you like some of those Science. Yeah, balance is, is key. You know, we I think the one thing that we've really realized in the last month um, and, it, and something that we've always preached, it just took a little while that we had so many things to teach. About a month ago, we talked about sharing the basketball, you know, and, and be the willingness to make an extra pass and how contagious that is. It allows you to set up your defense. I, I think we have made some pretty good advancements, uh, you know, individually with sets and execution, but also just kind of the big picture, the non-negotiable at the end of the day is our willingness to move it. And when we move it, I think we get higher percentage. And then I think you can share, you know, people are loading up on said as witnessed with Washington and even this game, double teaming him and, 
it's important that Cedric moves the ball so that we get in a four-on-three situation. And uh, the extra pass stuff has been good, and our assists have been really good. Uh, we, again, it's just the turnovers that's kind of been our little bugaboo. Larry, can you expand on the development of the, the three true freshmen? I mean, they had big games tonight, and they're obviously getting accustomed to this level of ball, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, it, just in general, I, I think uh, Timmy Allen, maybe from a physical point of view, was a little more college ready. Um, you know, not a weight room issue, but there's some teaching involved. Um, you know, and, and breaking us some habits offensively, some of the turnovers and jumping in the air. But uh, when you look at Booth and Riley, I think the one thing that comes to my mind anyway is that, you know, they with another 15 pounds, that's going to change. But right now they're a little bit behind physically. Uh, but as far as the X's and O's and understanding concepts, um, you know, it's great. It's, it's great because in high school you can get away with, not always being on edge and being at your best. And, you know, as Booth witnessed in the Washington game the other night, when we talk about David Crisp, you can't let him get a three off. And you're guarding a guy with your hands down. It's like, bam, whack, whack, you know, four threes in the first half. So that's kind of, you know, baptism by fire. And I think the more, again, more on the previous point is the more experiences these guys have, the more they're going to mature and be able to, to deal with some of those things. And that's that's what they're, some experience and in the two kids, uh, some strength and understanding that there's really good players at this level and you can't put your guard down for one minute. So Jace had to leave the game pretty early with foul trouble. How yeah. Did you, the overall play of the bench, how did you, how did you feel they, they stepped in? Well, I mean, it was solid. Donnie came in and gave us a lift and Booth was one of the guys off the bench. Um, We've scrambled our starting lineup a little bit. You know, it's far less important. I've always talked to these guys, and I played, so I understand it's kind of cool to be a starter. But, um, you know, even moving forward, we might tinker with a few things. And, and the one thing I do like about, um, you know, the one thing as a, as a bench player, I thought you could always watch the game kind of set up before you and, and, you know, not get caught off guard with anything. Plus, you're never going to deal with foul trouble. Uh, that's one way I think that, you know, you can kind of sell it, but guys have to be ready. You know, guys have to be ready. I kind of did something new tonight because I don't know how to coach some of those turnovers, you know, the pet, the catching pet passing, whatever it is, some of the simplistic things. Um, and if you look at the best teams in the country at taking care of the ball, I I do have a new idea with coaching it now and you get subbed out of the game. And that's one of the best leverage uh you know weapons that we have as a coach and we did that tonight the number of the turnovers where guys you know you're going to turn it over you come out and it's not no hard feelings no attitudes it's just something and yet it's still you know kind of reared its head we had far too many of them but uh that's been the key for us and and if guys can make plays players we don't have favorites you know, guys are in the game and making plays on both sides of the ball. They're going to play more minutes. So there's a little bit of a carrot, I think, dangled in front of in front of a lot of guys. And I think the key for everybody is they want to be on the floor at the end, you know, when it's crunch time. And, and that's far more important than who's beginning games. What did you think of Parker's dunk? Couldn't believe it. I think he had some kind of flubber in his sneaker uh, because I, I haven't seen him dunk very often. And I don't know that I've ever seen him dunk off at two feet in transition so it uh 
It was some kind of special power in his Under Armour sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend, or what's left of it. You too.